Hello guys and welcome to Law and Whatnot, the show that tries to provide law students and practitioners with well-curated legal content. I'm your host, Calvin McQuay, and today, as promised, we are going to be talking about past questions regarding pleadings and some sample answers regarding these past questions. So stay tuned. In this episode, we are going to be talking about a number of questions, or we are going to be discussing some sample questions, and we are going to be dealing with some answers under them. First one, with the aid of decided cases, write an informed opinion to a client who has instructed you to take steps to obtain a court order to strike out the pleadings filed by his opponent in court. This question is interrogating your knowledge on striking out pleadings as we have canvassed under Order 11 Rule 18. It means that you'll be expected to start by defining what pleadings are generally and then laying out the four main ways by which pleadings may be struck out. Remember we spoke about this disclosing no reasonable cause of action, the fact that the pleading must not be scandalous, frivolous, or vexatious, the fact that the pleading must not seek to prejudice, embarrass, or delay a fair trial, and the fact that the pleading must not be an abuse of the court process. Another question. Order 11 Rule 13.3 of CI 47 provides that, subject to sub rule 4, every allegation of fact made in a statement of claim or counterclaim which the party on whom it is served does not intend to admit shall specifically be traversed by the party in the party's defense or defense to counterclaim and a general statement of non-admission shall not be a sufficient traverse of them this is quite a long question however the goal of this question is to test the candidate's knowledge on traverse on the need to specifically traverse a fact and what the effect will be when a party does not do so. So here you'll be looking at authorities like Amavis Adokwe and you'll be showing that any and you you must be careful to highlight that any allegation a defendant fails to specifically traverse is deemed to be admitted per that authority. You should also be able to highlight that the effect of a traverse properly pleaded is that the party that alleged the traverse facts must prove it and the burden of proof is on that person. You must also be able to highlight that a traverse is made by a denial or a statement of non-admission, but the traverse must not be vague or evasive or general. Also remember to state that every allegation of fact, except as to damages, which the defendant does not intend to admit, must be specifically traversed by him in his defense. A, def- a defendant must therefore deal specifically with every allegation of fact made by the defendant, made by the plaintiff, sorry, or else that fact may be deemed to have been admitted. The next question. Upon what main ground will a judgment entered in default of pleading be set aside by the court? Here, the question is expecting candidates to highlight that setting aside a default judgment is generally not time-bound, but the application to set aside must be filed within a reasonable time. A default judgment may be set aside or varied when the defendant shows the court that it has a reasonable defense to the action. Remember 
that this same approach works for questions like under what main ground will a judgment entered in default of pleadings be set aside by the court you may either see a default of pleadings or you may either see a, or you may see a default of defense either question seeks to interrogate the same base the same knowledge base right which is you must show that a candidate must prove that they have the defendants must prove that they have a reasonable defense next question what is meant by confession and avoidance in the statement of defense remember that we said that a confession and avoidance defense is one that essentially entails a party admitting to the fact of the opponent but alleging new facts that answer to the claim or alleging a legal consequence of those facts that exculpates him from liability. Alright, then we have another one. What is the rule against departure in pleading? Remember that we said that the rule provides that a person shall not in any pleading make any allegation of facts or raise any new ground or claim that was inconsistent with the previous pleading. So where a party files multiple pleadings in an action, both pleadings that have been filed should not be inconsistent with each other in respect of facts that have been alleged. Next question. What is a set-off and what makes it different from a counterclaim? A set-off is generally a defense that arises where a defendant who has been sued for a specific sum of money is alleging that they are also owed an amount of money by that same plaintiff that is suing them. Here, such a defendant is asking the court to deduct the sum that is owed to it from the sum that the plaintiff alleges that the defendant owes it. It is different from... So a set of... is different from a counterclaim because while a counterclaim can be a separate action, a set of cannot be a, like cannot ground a separate action in and of itself again while a counterclaim is not confined to monetary claims and may even deal or relate to recovery of possession or declaration of title to, or a host of other reliefs in law a set of is primarily confined to monetary claims finally whilst a counterclaim is not a defense but rather a cause of action a set of is a defense Next question. Mention three claims in which civil procedure rules require a party to provide particulars. Here, a number of these claims may include claims based on misrepresentation, claims based on negligence, claims based on fraud, claims based on willful default. Next question. When does a party not require the leave of court to make an amendment to his rate of summons or pleadings? These include once any time before pleadings close, two, when the party is filing a defense to an amended statement of claim, three, when the a party is filing a reply to an amended statement of defense, four, when the a party is filing a defense to an amended counterclaim and when the a party is filing a reply to an amended defense to counterclaim.
Next question. What is meant by the rule against departure in pleadings? The rule against departure provides that a party shall not in any pleading make any facts, make any allegation of facts that are inconsistent with any previous pleadings. This is similar to what we just dealt with. So we'll move to another question. What are the basic or principal rules of pleadings? They are, we plead facts and not law. Two, if you must plead law, only plead customary law and points of law like jurisdiction, capacity, or statute of limitation. Three, when pleading customary law, you must plead the nature of the law, its effect, and the location or geography within which the custom applies. Four, we plead facts and not evidence. Five, facts pleaded must be material and must be in summary form. Next question. Why is it necessary for a plaintiff served with a statement of defense to file a reply to the statement of defense? Answer. When the statement of defense has a counterclaim, then a plaintiff's failure to file a reply to that defense will mean that the defendant may take judgment in default of defense against that plaintiff. Again, where a plaintiff wants to lead evidence towards certain facts or towards certain claims like negligence, misrepresentation, woeful default, and amongst other amongst others, that plaintiff must specifically plead those reliefs, those claims in a reply in order to be allowed to lead evidence to that effect. Next question. What are the functions of pleadings in civil procedure? You may also see this question in another form, as in, in, a, in an essay, in a passage form, which is, the influence and importance of pleadings is pervasive throughout all the stages of the action. And thus, pleadings play a central role, if not predominating part, in civil litigation. Briefly discuss. The crux of this question is inviting candidates to highlight what pleadings are and to highlight the functions of pleadings. So, pleadings are formal allegations of facts made by parties to a suit, as may be seen in Order 82 Rule 3 and in authorities like Poco v. Prempong and Hammond v. Odwey. Their key functions are to define the issues that the parties disagree on, to give reasonable notice of the of the case of each of the case that each party is expected to meet, and also to record the issues in dispute so that the same disputants or persons claiming through or under these issues may not litigate those issues all over again. This has been law and whatnot, and we've been dealing with sample civil procedure past questions regarding pleadings and their corresponding answers. Thank you. Thank you.